And we are live. Once again, the Media Maestro boys are back. Welcome to episode nine. We thank you for joining us. I'm one half of your team, Ram, with the one and only Ray. Ray, my guy, how's it going? It's good. It's good. Uh, it's a little bit, you know, going on these past couple of weeks, dealing with moving and whatnot. But, Busy. you know, um, one thing in particular that I was excited about that happened a little bit ago was finally getting to something in the water, that music yeah, festival. Man. You know, We've been so. Out. Yeah, yeah, it was it was good to see you there. Yes, sir. And I'm definitely ready for us to to recap every everything we thought was particularly special about it. Yes, sir, man. That was very nice. You know, the weather, something was in the water. There was water rain. on us. Yeah. <laughs> rain on us, to put it lightly. But it was still a good weekend, man. Great to see you. Great to catch up for a little bit. And we're great to have you all joining us back for another episode of Media Maestros. Right? I mean, kick things off. What were your thoughts from the two days we got of something in the water? Yeah, I was definitely, like, really excited to see um, some of my favorite artists. You know, a lot of people were complaining about the lineup. But me, personally, I knew pretty much, like, almost all of the artists just because that's my thing. Yeah. So there are a lot of people to choose from having the two stages. Sometimes mm-hmm. you had to pick and choose who you wanted to see. Um, but we did get, you know, basically like what, one and a half days yeah. of the actual festival. Um, Friday. Wait. Oh, go ahead. Just said I'm waiting for that refund for day three. You know, <laughs> yeah. Hit my line. Hit my account, please. Waiting Same here. Same here. Well, we got a good one and a half days. I mean, Friday kicked things off. Pretty exciting. What stood out to you from Friday? So one of the first people that I saw perform and the person that probably I enjoyed the most, even though the set was was pretty short, was uh, Wale. Ah, Yeah. Yeah, Wale has, you know, a myriad of hits. Mm-hmm. He has a lot of a lot of bangers, but also just like some really um you know, over the past couple decades really since like the 2000s. Mm-hmm. Um he's been killing it. So he he was able to showcase some of that in that short amount of time that he had. You know, I was able to, you know, basically rap and sing along to everything because Yeah. I'm I'm a huge fan of of what he's done. So that was just that was a great moment for sure. Um Yeah, yeah the thing about Wale, it's I think one thing about his performance specifically is he brought just a huge level of stardom to the stage that I think was somewhat unexpected for someone that most people would overlook or most people kind of view as a middle of the pack artist. I think he brought a huge offering to the stage and i mean the fans want it more and more and more and more yeah absolutely it seemed like he got limited to a short amount of time but that's what comes with these festival stages so we couldn't be too surprised i think he still blew blew us away in the little bit of time he had yeah he ended up being one of my favorites out of the 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 pool of artists that i was able to see um so in addition to that i stayed a little bit for kalani Okay. But I wasn't I wasn't really feeling, you know, the song choice. Really? What what were your thoughts? I, I personally am not the biggest Kalani fan. This was actually my first time hearing pretty much every song she performed. Oh wow, okay. And it, <laughs> it's I, funny you say that actually. 
because the first few songs aren't like she didn't play any of the big songs while I was there. Really? Okay. So I think I think she stuck to maybe the album cuts for from her last yeah. album. None of those songs were recognizable to me. So I was just, I was just kind of bored. You know, maybe the diehard Kalani fans were enjoying it, but that's just my opinion. That that's not something you that's something you do for your own concert, not a festival. <laughs> the festival you play the hits. I think that's fair, but one thing I will say about Kalani that I think most other artists can't say is that she similar to Wale, but from a different perspective, she has a stage presence. I mean, unlike any other. Oh yeah. It was almost majestic. I found myself like mm. drawn in, like, whoa. <laughs> like a She's, no, like I a, agree. And maybe that's a little offensive. I don't want to sound oh. step on any toes. It may be. But that <laughs> her performance was special. It was special to say the least. Yeah, but uh, I eventually ended up going to the next stage. Okay. And then we had, um, for me, I think the next one that I remember for sure was Kenny Beats, who had an infamous 10-minute set. So he only had 10 minutes to uh, to do his thing. There was actually like a countdown behind him, which I thought was kind of funny. But basically what happened, from what I understand, is that Skrillex had like... He he went on for a long time. He had like a huge set, and uh, yeah. And Skrillex was Skrillex was after Kenny Beats, right? Yeah, and and Skrillex like I think he kind of like fought for Kenny Beats and gave him like a little bit of time because at the end he was like, "Thank you, Skrillex, for for letting me, you know, have my time, whatever." So wow, I thought that was dope, but yeah, that that Skrillex performance is another one of my favorites because. That was now, a party. Now, I think most of our viewers and listeners might be surprised, but I myself am a Skrillex fan. Really? Back in about 2014, 15, when he dropped the uh, I Need You with Justin Bieber remix. I love that. One. What did he, how was his performance? I missed that one. How was it? It was wild. I mean, it felt like you were at one of those like EDM shows that you yeah. see videos of, you know, he had the pyrotechnics, yeah. he had the visuals. Um, you could feel the, the bass of every song in your chest. <laughs> the audio was crazy. It was just a really, excuse me. It was just a really fun time. It was, it was a, it was, like I said, it was a party. It was, it was, it was crazy. Everyone was going crazy over there. I was kind of like in the, the pit. Yeah, I made, made you're throwing bows. <laughs> that was fun. That was fun. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. Well, <laughs> I would be remiss before we head off of Friday. I'd be remiss if I didn't acknowledge an act that I hopped on the shuttle, got off the shuttle, and literally sprinted down the boardwalk to catch the mm. one and only Jasmine Sullivan. Mm. She knocked it out the park. She is one of the best voices, one of the best vocalists in music today. I think that's undeniable. And I hope she gets all the flowers she deserved. She crushed it. She is, just, and she did some hits from her most recent album all the okay. way back from, you know, the songs that really blew her up into the mainstream. I yeah, loved I was, it. I was able to catch a bit of that and it was, it was good. It was really good. Really well done. Salute to her. Nothing but respect. Did you catch any of the Kid Cudi set? I didn't. I was on a curfew. 
for the first okay. night. So I missed the kick. Cuddy said, how was that? I heard some mixed reviews, but I think most people loved it. What'd you think? Really? So I also had to leave pretty early to get to the shuttles. Um, so I wasn't able to get the full experience. I don't know uh, what it was that people loved about it. It must have been after I left. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> It was kind of like the Kalani one. Like, it was just, he was not playing the joints. And when I come to a festival and you have all these different artists, like, I respect it, but you can't get into, like, the deep album cuts. Me personally, I just, I want to hear the stuff that I know that I could rap to and sing to and dance to. And the, the first couple songs, the first few songs he played were not that, so... Well, yeah. I think, and I think that's going to transition into some, I know we're going to talk about a little later, but when I think about Kid Cudi, maybe this is a reach. I don't know if he has many, you know, big hits. He has a, he not enough to headline or close out a festival on the first day. I mean, he has maybe five that I think are renowned as, whoa, that's a big song. We all love this song. Apart from that, am I wrong? Correct me if I'm wrong. Let me know. So what I would say is, even if they aren't necessarily like the biggest, the biggest of hits, he has, I could, there's probably 20 Kid Cudi songs that I could see him performing where, you know, Kid Cudi fans, like all the Kid Cudi fans would know. And then some other people would know, especially from... Man on the Moon 1 and 2. Like, if you go back and look at those albums, there are a, a, a bunch of tracks that you might not have even, like, you might have uh, forgot about, but there are a lot of joints on those two albums in particular. And he could have played any of those joints, and he didn't. So wow. I think I think he does have, like, I, he has a 20. Wow, he has a 20. That is, he has a 20. That's not what I expected from episode nine of the Media Maestro. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I respect it. I, I cannot claim fandom over Kid Cudi, but I respect it. I know he was chosen for a reason, and most of the sentiment I saw were people that supported it and people that enjoyed it. So more power to them. That's good. I do remember. Uh, <laughs> I do remember when he headlined something like either I think last year, a couple years ago, and the crowd was not feeling it. They were like throwing stuff on the stage. He was like, if you throw something else, I'm leaving. And this stuff flew right there. <laughs> something flew right by his head. And he was like, I'm out of here. So, so. What, what happened exactly is that Kanye West was scheduled to be the headliner of Rolling Loud. That's right. And right around that time, Kanye decided to go. I'm going to leave what he did at, to be filled in. Mm-hmm. But as a result, he got pulled from the headline. And... Since he was in the middle of a beef with Kid Cudi, they switched out the two. So understandably, mm-hmm. or rather to be expected, the Kanye fans that bought those tickets decided to lash out against Kid Cudi. And that's what led to the, the throne and whatnot. Right, right. That 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 does make sense. So there wasn't going to be any of that as something in the water. Which I'm glad. Not as I'm much glad. vitriol. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad. But I mean, speaking of... The rest of something in the water. What were your thoughts on Saturday? Any particular standout performances? 
Saturday was cool. Um, one that I that was a little early on that I really enjoyed was the Catronada set. Okay. I actually saw him back in Something in the Water 2019. Okay. He performed there. That was the first time I ever saw him live. Pretty early on to my acknowledgement of um, his work and getting to see him again. Mm-hmm. He he killed it. You know, his DJ set was crazy. He has uh, a handful of like pretty um, big songs that have come out in the past few years mm-hmm. or produced for or um, been featured on. So that was a great set. And then one of the ones that, you know, he is top five for me. Don't know exactly what number I might put him in. Maybe three at this point. But getting to see Lil Wayne live was great. You know, another situation where I knew every single lyric yeah. for every song that he performed. Um, it's actually my second time seeing him live because I went to the Drake versus Lil Wayne uh, concert many, many, many years ago. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that was definitely a standout for me. Um, did you have any particular artists Saturday that stood out for you? I missed the Catronada uh, set. I did see the Wayne set. Mm. Wayne definitely, there was just an energy in the crowd of, fandom doesn't even really do it justice. We all wanted to see Wayne and Wayne had a certain, I had never seen him live. Mm. He had a certain air of royalty while also having an air of gratitude and humility, which right. I appreciated. I mean, it was to the point that he has so many songs that are certified classic. You talk about a 20, he has a 40 or 50 to mm. the point where he couldn't even go past one verse of most songs. I think that just speaks to his level of legacy, his level of legend. And I'm really glad we got yeah. to catch him and thinking about our 1.5 days. Another group mm. that I want to shout out, at least give them a few words, are the Jonas Brothers. Mm, yeah. I hadn't real I didn't realize just how many hits the Jonas Brothers have, even to this day. I know that they were big as we were growing up, as we were kids, the Disney Channel era. But for them to still be putting out songs individually and less of a collective effort, I think that's super impressive and speaks to their own success. You know, most child actors or child stars kind of grow up and flame out and they're chasing clout or chasing stardom for the rest of their life. But mm-hmm. for them to have had that success and still on their own stand as artists individually, I think that's really impressive. I agree. I didn't, um, I was unfortunately unable to to catch that one, but that would have been really cool to see. So they did play like the childhood stuff in addition to the newer stuff or... They did. They only had about a 20, 25 minute set. Okay. So they didn't have enough time to give us, I don't know, many more songs than what they did play. Mm. So they did the songs I think we all wanted to hear. But then they also sprinkled in some of their their newest stuff, you know, Cake by the Ocean. Ooh, yeah. I didn't even know that was one of them. So that was a, that's from Dance, the Joe Jonas group. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it was all a good time. They definitely did their thing. Mm, that's dope. Um, and then we have the the big set, well, the uh, you know the the host of the creator of something in the water, you know Pharrell and friends, Pharrell bringing out his uh, group of people to perform with during that set. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you had ASAP Rocky, you had Busta Rhymes, MIA, um, who am I forgetting? Uh, Coyle Ray came out for a song. She did. Uh, <laughs> but he also brought out, you know, Puff Daddy. That's right. Also yeah, known Diddy. as Puffy, also known as Sean Combs, also known as Diddy, also known as Love. <laughs> Finna get loose. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so that was yeah. cool. That was a really cool, you know, friends moment. He also brought out Virginia's very own Chris Brown. That's right. Yeah, that was the, the special guest, the one they couldn't announce yet. Very right. nice cap of the night. And I think it was cool to see some VA legends come back and rep for the VA. I completely agree. That was a good time. I know we both want to talk about one of the biggest sets. Some may say one of the most controversial sets on Saturday. And that was none other than Lil Yachty's performance. What were your thoughts? Uh, So I, again, this is a situation where I didn't see the full set. I was there towards the beginning. Mm -hmm. And I do remember how he opened it up. Mm-hmm. Um and uh kind of like with the Kid Cudi set, I I can't say if he did end up like actually playing some of the hits because the the only part that I saw was the stuff that wasn't wasn't the hits, the things that I wouldn't know the lyrics to. So I definitely want to hear what you what you thought of it. So I stayed, I saw the beginning, the middle, and end. Mm. And I thought that this was part of Yachty's rebrand. Okay. And an album that we both want to talk about is Let's Start Here. Right. Yachty's 2023 newest album. And it was clear that I think he's trying to rebrand himself away from the, you know, pretty much college, college age parties, cold like Minnesota, cold like. He wants some real artistry. And personally, I really enjoyed it. Okay. I really enjoyed the album for its musicality. And we can get into that a little bit more. But in thinking about this performance, he definitely leaned all the way in into the let's start here. He mm. spent, I think his performance was about 45 minutes long. He spent about 30 to 35 of it with the album. Wow. And I thought he may only do the biggest songs from the album. He, I think the album's about 13 songs long. He mm. did about seven or eight of the songs consecutively. Really? And as you listen to the album, the songs somewhat blend into one another to a point where you almost can't tell which is which. But he went through the album pretty seamlessly, and I enjoyed it. He had the drummer, he had the guitarist, all the instrumentalists were really crushing it as they do on the album. So to hear it sound as good in person as it does on the album is a testament to their level and their ability. But I enjoyed it. He then transitioned into some of the some of the classics, the more party vibe. He did the uh, Cold Like Minnesota. He did the uh, Broccoli. He did the uh, Took the Walk to Poland. Poland and those, yeah. those songs, if you like it, you like it. But I personally enjoyed the musicality of his album set. Okay. So, yeah, I just want to ask, because this has kind of been a theme of our conversation a little bit. So, you know, it definitely seems like you enjoyed, enjoyed that set. But do you think... That, you know, based on you saying there was some controversy there, that this is something that should have been reserved for a festival or more so for a Lil Yachty show? That's a really great question. And I think that in this instance, it was appropriate because I do think he is in the process of rebranding or in the process of saying I am more than just this almost 
comedic character. I have some depth. <laughs> I have some range. When I think about an artist like Kid Cudi, uh, Kid Cudi is far beyond the prime or the core of his career. And I would say it's a yeah. tad too late to rebrand. And I don't think he even intended to rebrand. I think he was just doing some deep cuts. Yeah. Yachty, I think, is actively in the process of trying to say, I am. I was that guy and that was cool, but this is who I want to be now. So to show you that, I'm going to show you my new album, which mm. is nothing like that. And you're going to sit and listen to it for 30 minutes. And I don't think many people expected that. No. But I, I didn't expect him to do that much. But I did expect him to give us some album hits. And I, I thought it was appropriate because also I thought with this festival stage, and I thought it was also symbolic, by the way, that when he tried, when he went to transition, he sent all the instrumentalists off the stage. The drummer left, the guitarist left, the pianist left, because it's a different level of artistry. Mm. His album stuff, his album stuff is very music heavy, whereas yeah. the other stuff is much more, you know, boom, boom, tick, boom, 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 yeah. tick, tick, tick. <laughs> so I thought it was appropriate. I'm curious, what are your thoughts? Uh yeah, so me personally, my I mean, I understand what you're saying about you know, the rebrand. And that does make sense in this uh, particular circumstance. Um, but in general, I do have the stance of, you know, there should be a distinction between the stuff you would play at a festival versus the stuff you would play at a concert. But, you know, you made some really great points. So I definitely understand where you're coming from there. I see both sides. I see both sides. But did you have any other thoughts about the album? So, I mean, you know, just to, to summarize, you know, how I feel about it, I think it's a really interesting experimental change from Yachty. It's reminiscent of some other artists that have gone through kind of the same pattern as far as like um, previously producing more of just a traditional, not traditional, but um, the type of hip hop that fit the particular era that they were in and then mm -hmm. you know going into a different direction um and i don't think that he this album is necessarily up to the standard as something that you know the best of like a kendrick or a tyler the creator or something like that but i can definitely see the potential in where he could go if this is as you say a rebrand and not just a you know a, a singular outing like he's actually intentionally trying to dive into musicianship and, and artistry and creativity and, and go down this path. So I'm just excited to see what he does next. This is a great, you know, um, bookmark to put into his book, but it's not the end of this. You know, I want to see where else he goes with this kind of uh, route for sure. Really well said. I think about someone like a uh, Tyler, the creator with Flower Boy. And personally, yeah. Flower Boy wasn't much of my speed. But I think about an album that followed, like Igor, which I personally mm. love. So yeah. if this is just the beginning of this book, as you said, I'm excited to read the chapters that come next. I agree. Well, speaking of next chapters, there was a movie you saw recently, right? Yeah, um, it's the third installment of this franchise that a lot of people have grown to love. And it was a, kind of an emotional uh, send-off for this group mm -hmm. as the director is no longer going to be making these movies anymore. Okay. So, yeah, James Gunn's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 uh, just released recently, and judging from the trailers, everyone knew that you know, it was going to be an emotional punch to the gut, 
there's going to be a lot of depth, a lot of uh, characterization. We're going to see the dynamics of these people that we've grown to love over these past few movies, and it did not disappoint. This is the greatest um, film that we've gotten, well, for me, since Black Panther 2. Greatest Marvel even film. It, Yeah. If you take Mar- Black Panther 2 out, it's been a lot of, like, okay to kind of good and this is bringing us back on track to what the mcu could be so i i appreciate what he did for this film i appreciate the emotional way you could feel it in your stomach and chest at the end of the film not going to spoil anything um you know it still has that mcu mcu humor sprinkled in (laughs) but I definitely still think that this is a step up from a lot of what we've seen previously. So I'm grateful for that. Okay. Wow. I actually haven't seen the last couple guardian of the galaxy movies, but that's super Mm -hmm. high praise. I personally have been in a similar boat as you with somewhat of a disappointment of the trends the MCU has shown. So I'm definitely going to check that out. I'm excited. Yeah. I'll definitely recommend this to people who might've lost faith in MCU. You know, there's still hope there. Okay. Well, really well said. And with that, I believe that there's one final order of business to be done. And that's this week's blast from the past, right? Kick it off. Yeah, I'm a, I'll give a brief uh, explanation of this film. It's called Bicycle Thieves. Came nice. out back in 1948. It's an Italian film. I actually first saw it in one of my film classes. Okay. Um, and, and I loved it. I think it's a great story. It's a morality tale. Um, it's essentially, basically, uh, you have this man who's, who's, you know, uh, lower class. He, he needs a bicycle to do his job. And then, you know, one day his bicycle gets stolen and he doesn't know what to do. He's going to lose his job. He has a son that he has to take care of. So you kind of see him spiraling, trying to figure out what to do, you know, because his, his means of living is gone and it just, it, it weighs on him and the, the actions that take place as a consequence of this. It just um, it shows what, um, you know, one bad day can can change your whole trajectory of your life. So the theme, the themes of this film are great. It's well paced. Um, it's a it's a succinct and poignant story. And I think that it's a film that definitely holds up today. And I would recommend anyone to watch it as a classic cinema film. Um, for the ages okay and this is bicycle thieves an italian bicycle film. thieves in italian yes it is it's a foreign language mm-hmm. one yeah in italian. finally italiano no but i think that's great i'm excited to check it out and with that sound it's about that time for us to sign off for another episode of the media maestros pod thank you all for joining us thank you for your listens for your views until next time peace see ya